Welcome, I'm Morgan Davey. This week, Diceratops presents Death Never Blinks. This is a recording of the final night of Comedy Noir radio play Death Never Blinks from the Wellington Fringe in 2016, performed before a live audience in Bats Theatre. You'll recognise the voice of Randy Dwarf himself, Stephen Youngblood, in the lead role of Dick Mason. The show was performed almost entirely in darkness, with three other performers besides Stephen playing multiple roles. You'll hear Sam Smith, who created the show with Stephen, also Jennifer O'Sullivan and Jim Stanton. Rounding out the performing cast is Oliver Devlin, who performed Foley for the show, which means all the sound effects you'll hear were created live on the night. Oliver also did music. Stage manager was Tony Black, who also did lights, produced by Kickin' Rad. A quick reminder that tickets are on sale now for the Diceratops Fringe show D&D Live When Dwarves Cry, which is on at Bats, Friday, March the 6th. Link in the show notes. More of that good D&D nonsense next time, but for now, we are very proud to present Death Never Blinks. that dial don't pick up that book it's 9 p.m at bats theater and time for tonight's old-timey radio feature brought to you by sponsor sponsor bringing you new zealand made quality and quantity since 1942 if it's what you need then sponsors got it you'll just love sponsors products now let's tune in to the dark, dangerous world of Dick Mason, private detective in Death, Death Never, Never Blinks. It's 1953 and New Zealand is preparing for the arrival of the newly crowned Queen Elizabeth II and her dashing husband, Prince Philip. What joy she will bring to the residents of our capital city, Wellington, when she arrives in just a few days. Better get those carnations flowering and that bunting up, boys. Exposition AM. It was Tuesday morning and two hours past scotch o'clock. I had a hangover and my appointment book was empty. Like my wallet, the bottle of sponsor brand scotch on my desk and my resolve to quit similes. Hello? I looked up to see her float into my office wearing nothing but Chanel number no. five and the kind of confidence that spells trouble for a private dick like me. Also, she was wearing a dress. Is this an internal monologue, or shall I come back later? Sorry, can I help you? I'm looking for Dick. Dick Mason. Book an appointment with Penny. That's her in the corner. Why isn't she talking? Are you two having a fight? No, she's a mime. I wondered why she was trapped inside that invisible box. Are you Mr. Mason or are you a dick? I'm a dick. What's your business, Miss... Mrs. Get to the point, Mrs. Loveridge. I'm Mrs. Loveridge. My husband... Mr. Loveridge. Oh, you know him? Lucky guess. He's been acting strange lately. He's an actor. Accountant. On Lapton Key, here's a picture of him. This is a drawing, Mrs. Loveridge. Yes, I drew a picture of him. <laughs> lately, he's been coming home tired and edgy. And some nights when it comes home, it doesn't come home at all. I've seen this before. I, I know the signs. He's collecting two of every animal, isn't he? No, cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm just good at guesses. I think he's cheating on me. Oh, right. And you want me to kill him. Well, 
I don't do that no more, lady. That won't let me. I don't want you to kill him. You sure? Yes. Yes, you're sure, or yes, you want me to kill him? I don't want you to kill him. Mm. I want you to follow him. Find out if he's being unfaithful. I'll believe your fears. Two hundred pounds. You're good at guesses too, I see. Here you are. Ten fresh twenty-pound notes. I'll find your husband, Mrs. Loveridge. And then, I'll kill him. No, do not kill him. Do not kill my husband. All right, no. No killing. Penny, take my calls. Somehow. Uh, He works on Lambton Key, you say? Ah, I'll be there in five... Barkeep's Bar, downtown. Five scotches, Barkeep. Coming right up, Dick. But I told you, don't call me Barkeep. I'm Barbara. Barbara Keep. Okay, Barbara. Please, call me Bar. Do you ever tire of this bar? Tire of watching every Mopey Jones come in here to drown their sorrows? Not really. Your sorrows pay my bills. Well, it's the same old, same old in private investigation. Cheating bastard after cheating bastard. <laughs> same thing over and over and over and over. Where's the scandal? Where's the circus crime? Where's the third example? It's the way of the world, Dick. And you know the solution? More lovely, expensive alcohol. Hey, Dick! Hey, Dick! Oh, God. Who's that? My freeloading brother. Dick! Hello, John Thomas. What do you want from me this time? Oh, ouch. That hurts, Dick. I'm not here to take anything. Good. I'm, I'm here to borrow something and, and not give it back. Barkeep! A scotch for my brother. On him. And two for me. On you. I'm not buying you a drink. Oh. Have, have you any unfinished vessels that a sailor like moi could clean up? I've got some soapy dishwater. That'll do! You're a sailor now, John Thomas? Yes! Well, kind of. I'm a professional gambler. Hey, that's not a sailor at all. Or a profession. Ah, but it will be soon, which is why I need to borrow some money to get my gambling business up and running. That's not a business. Or sailing. Oh, Dick. You've always been like a brother to me. I'm not giving you any money, John Thomas. Oh, come on! I've lent you heaps of money! You've literally done nothing for me ever. That is not true! I lent you that money to start that gambling business you pretended to be starting when really you were paying off those gambling debts you owed the mob! The mob? Is that what this is about? Oh, stink! I thought you were done with all that. I am! I just need you to give me 400 pounds, then I'm level, and then I'm out. Forever! Please, brother. The only thing I'll give you is a slap in the mouth. Please. Get out of here, John Thomas. Please. I can't believe you slapped your only brother. We have three other brothers. Yeah, but but who's the only one that's here, right? Huh? It's not Rod. Not Willie. Not our youngest brother, Diddle. (laughs) I'm the only real brother you'll ever know. I'll give you 40 pounds to shut up. Yes, sir! Now scram before I give your mouth another slapping. Mm. You're a good man, Dick. Barkeep, could I get that soapy dishwater to go? No. Could I borrow 360 pounds? No. Cool, good talk. Bye! Good riddance. Bar, I'm off too. Come back soon. Bring more money. Mason Investigations, Victoria Street. Dick Mason, P.I. Dick, you sound awful! Ah, speak for yourself, Collier. You sound like you're pinching your nose while you talk. I am! 
man, there's a real bad smell in here. That's police detective stuff, though, so you wouldn't understand. He... Oh, are you all right, Dick? You're wearing that same beige trench coat and common San Diego hat that you wore yesterday. You're spying on me now? Oh, well, kind of. My office does look straight out into yours. Oh, oh yeah, I, I can see you waving. What do you want, Collier? Chase some leads? Fight some crims? Dinner in a movie? What? Just come over and bring your camera. Make it snappy. Third floor. Boop, boop. Ground floor. Ground floor of the building across the road. Third floor of the building across the road. Wellington Central Police Station. Dick, thank you for coming so quickly. Man's got a reputation to maintain. Did you bring your camera? Yes, it's got all the bells and whistles. What do you want me to take photos of? Me with this bunting I've put up. What do you say, Dick? Yeah, I I say heaps of things. Hmm. We were going to write, The police force loves her royal majesty the queen on there, but the bunting wasn't long enough for the letters. So instead we just wrote... Police fo- You woke me up at nine in the morning to take a stupid photograph of some stupid bunting? It's three in the afternoon, and you're the only person I know with a camera. Plus, you know how to capture my inner child. And it's not just that, Dick. There's a thief out there! Out where? Out there, out the window! We hang criminals upside down out the window until they admit to their crimes! Don't we, Barry? Yes. <laughs> Dick, we have a case for you. Burglary. You want me to solve a real case? I've been preparing for this moment my whole life. What's been nicked? Bunting. Like your stupid flags on a string? Yes! This is ridiculous. This is just like when you said I was going to be on patrol, and then you put me on border patrol. I'm not a dog. I don't do border, Collier. Dick, you'll be working with a sidekick. I work alone. And you're always complaining about how lonely it is. I'm so lonely. Yeah. He's James Nasium, my BFF. Back in our Navy days, we were like two loaves of bread shoved into a reusable shopping bag. He knows everything there is to know about bunting. Well, that's a useful life skill to have. Hey, try him out, Dick. I think you'll like the fit. No. Oh, please. The Force needs you, Dick. I need Dick. And why don't you ever need me for something good, huh? Why don't I get to use a magnifying glass, or plant evidence, or arrive at a scene and describe exactly what I can see? I'm good at that, Collier. Dick, you know you're not. Oh yeah? Well, well what's this, huh? A hospital gurney. It looks like a plastic sheet. Light blue. PVC. Sponsor brand, so you know it's good quality. It's recently been unfolded, as witnessed by the crinkle mark sitting in a square-like pattern. The underside appears to be in contact with a- Oh my god, Collier, forget about the sheet! There's a dead body here. It appears to be human. Oh, and it stinks. Oh, God, the smell is... Oh, what's what's the word? It was pulled out of the harbor by a dock worker. Uh, Always a department of conservation. No, a man who works at the dock, the port. All right, well, uh, uh, judging by the color in the body, this man was alive... Stop doing that. An hour ago. Collier. 
You had a murder and you didn't ask me to investigate? It's out of your league, Dick! Then I'll make it lower its standards. No, Dick! Please, Collier, I need this. Don't make me Ah, oh, fine, just shut up! We're having trouble identifying how he died. He was, he was pulled out of the harbour, but something tells me that this guy didn't drown. Is it the dirty great big bullet, bullet hole in the middle of his face? Oh my god, how did we not see that? Let's make a deal, Collier. I identify this body, you give me the case. Fine, but good luck doing that. I've had the 12 hottest police bodies looking into this all night. Yet all we know about him is that he's quite damp, and he has a lump in his trouser area. And I don't think it's his penis. Yeah, it's a wallet. You guys haven't touched this body at all, have you? No! It's gross! We don't want to get our hands all ooey-gooey. Well, here is your wallet, and inside we have some cash, a condom, used, <laughs> a ticket stub for a pawn shop, and here is his ID, meaning that I get to investigate this murder. It's all yours, Dick. Oh, well, look at that. Looks like this wallet belonged to a Mr. Loveridge. What did you say? I said it's all yours, Dick. No, the name, the name. Loveridge? <laughs> Mr. Loveridge? I'm, I'm on the case. Like, literally, I have already started this case. Mason Investigations, Victoria Street. I can't believe my husband's gone. He's not gone. He's, he's dead. I saw the body and it was gross. It smelled like rain-soaked garbage. Mrs. Loveridge, I don't want to make you feel uneasy, but his hair was like chewed spaghetti and, and his eyes were like jelly. It's my fault. I was putting too much pressure on him, making him work long hours. What do you mean? 75 minute hours. It was too much. It was overwhelming. Overwhelming. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. The smell of your dead husband's rotting carcass was overwhelming. Dick, did you kill my husband? No. Because the last time we talked, I begged you not to kill him. And the very next day, you turned up a stiff. Hey, let's not. A stiff, Dick. I promise you I did not kill him. The first I saw of him, he was as dead as a dodo on a hospital gurney under a brand new PVC sheet. Blue. Which means you didn't see him yesterday? Before he drowned? Oh, he didn't drown. Oh, did I not explain that? No, he was shot. Yeah, in the face. He suffered catastrophic cerebral trauma followed by massive blood loss. But I think it's the painful and extremely slow cardiac arrest that did him in. But he was found in the harbour. A common place to get rid of bodies. Sharks, fish, water hobos. Oh, uh, no, no, what are they called? Sea urchins. Yeah, all of those things would eat a body. And with it, any evidence? Like his wallet. But here, I want you to have it. There's 200 pounds in here. That's yours. It's not right to take money for work I didn't do. I figure you're going to need any source of income you can get because your husband is dead and you relied on him for money to survive in this cold, calculating world. And I included the word calculating just then because your dead husband is, was, an accountant before he was shot in the left eye socket. I'm scared, Dick. Sorry, I'll take off this monster mask. Thank you. But mainly I'm scared of whoever did this. What if they come for me next? Then I guess you better buy a bulletproof dress. Oh my god. I'm sorry, that, that wasn't sensitive. I know you don't have money for miscellaneous purchases after your husband's gruesome murder. Dick, 
Keep the money. I need you to continue looking into this. Find out who murdered my husband. Find out if I'm in danger. Okay. Seems like this extramarital affair just became an extra murderital affair. What? Try to think. Didn't really work. Um, that reminds me. Do you need a place to stay? Are you offering? Yeah. You can stay at Penny's. Oh. She's a lonely spinster just like you. Technically, a widow. <laughs> That's the spirit. Now, excuse me. Where are you going? To solve a case. Barkeep's Bar, downtown. A case of your finest scotch, Bar. Just when I thought you couldn't get any lower. A case of your finest scotch, Bar. You've got a lot of nerve showing your face in here. Case of your finest scotch, please? Stop feigning ignorance! Hey, I'm not feigning. What's this about? Case of scotch, please. You better have a damn good story, mister. Oh, I do. It's the tale of a millionaire who opens a dinosaur theme park. And does it go smoothly? You know that it does not. Well, how's this for a story? A bar owner goes to the bank to deposit her daily takings. But the bank doesn't take them because one of her patrons used counterfeit money to pay for his 12 scotches yesterday. Hey, I had 12 scotches yesterday. The story's about you, dick. Those 20s you paid me, faker than the ID that eight-year-old boy used to get in here. Hey, don't expose my secret shame. You have on a badge that says, I'm eight today. Oh, um, sing me the happy birthday song? Get out of here. Oh, happy birthday to me. Ah, I swear I had no idea. I got that cash from a client. What makes it funny money? This is a real note. The watermark is of the queen's face. This other one is a fake. The watermark is of the queen's butt. Well, now that I look closely, I... Oh, well, leave this with me. I'll, I'll find out who did this. And what if you can't? I'll give it my best shot. Barkeep's bar. Your best shot, please, Barkeep. Dick, you did not leave. No. You want a scotch, don't you? Yes, am All right, here you go. <sighs> and, uh, one for the road? Is it you that's been pouring these out on the road? Yes, am Hello, Barkeep's Bar. Barkeep speaking. Barkeep, I'm looking for Dick. You're not Barkeep, I'm Barkeep. Dick, I'm on the phone for you. Dick Mason, P.I. Dick, it's Collier. We've got movement in the bunting case. What kind of movement? Like, they've literally moved my bunting. It's been stolen. Wait, stolen from the police station? Yes, um... Dick, I need you on the case. Well, I can't kick off till I meet the famous James Nasium. He's right behind you! I'm right behind you. Jesus, don't sneak up on me like that. Be louder when you sneak, it means I can tell you're coming. Pleasure to meet you, Dick. I know we'll get on like a house on fire. Hopefully with less screaming. Right. Collier tells me you know bunting. Yes, I was the New Zealand Navy's head of bunting for 15 delicious years. That's so impressive it sounds made up. You sound made up. Your face sounds made up. Thank you, it took me an hour. I have our first lead for this bunting case. One Miss Teresa Sparrowfart. She's the head of the Wellington Royalist Society and so passionate about this Queen's visit that she's wrapped her house in miles and miles and kilometres of bunting. 
none of which has gone missing despite the terrible bunting crime spree. Seems suspicious. Uh, I'm still here. Collier, hang up. You hang up. Right Hill Karori, Teresa Sparrowfart's home. Thank you for seeing us, Mrs. Sparrowfart. Can I get you a cup of tea? No, thank you. A boiled sweetie? Toffee bonbon? Uh, no. A five-course meal? No. I'll have a tea. How do you have it? Liquid, please. Uh, do you mind if James has a look around your beautiful home? Not at all. I have nothing to hide. You have uh, quite the bunting collection. Been collecting it for over 400 years. Me, my mother before me, her mother before her, her mother beside her, her mother behind her, and her mother above her was addicted to bunting, and then her mother started the whole collection back in Britain. Have you noticed the bunting around Wellington? Oh yes, but they've got nothing on my house, those bitches. <laughs> you're, uh, you're quite competitive. When Queen Victoria was in Scotland, she visited the house with the most bunting on it. She stopped in for tea and a five-course meal and a boiled sweetie. Imagine that. Imagine the Queen sitting in my lounge, drinking tea, eating a five-course meal and a boiled sweetie. I just die. I just die and go to Christian heaven. <sighs> I'm back. Ah, any sign of the police bunting? Police bunting? Yeah, a bunch of bunting has gone missing from about town. Oh my. Including some distinctive bunting from the central Wellington station. It says police fuck on it. Oh, you're not meant to write letters on bunting. Exactly. If any such bunting were to come into your hands, could you let us know? Absolutely. I'll let you know if anything should come into my hat. Thank you. We, we better be off. I'm afraid I can't let you leave. Why not? Because... James here hasn't had his tea. Oh, yes. Milk? No, tea. Sugar? 35, please. Coming right up, or just pop into the kitchen, which is totally soundproof, by the way. I absolutely can't hear anything from the rest of the house, not even the most secret of conversations. Toodaloo! What do you think, Nazium? Nah, she's too young for me. Do, do you think she's the thief? I think we need to torture her. No, she seems legit. Too legit. No, the exact right amount of legit. To the exact right amount of legit. Alright, you stay here and start and finish your tea. And definitely do not torture her. Oh. Meet me back at the police station. Where are you going? I have business to attend to. Let's just say it won't be a walk in the park. Frankett's Park, the waterfront. Aha! Ah, oh, I'm so startled. <laughs> My god, Dick, what are you doing here? I'm jumping out from behind a tree at you. Oh. What are you doing here? I had to get away from Penny. A mime silence was deafening. Here I can hear the wind in the trees. And the birds chirping. And that grandma over there playing Yahtzee on her own. Yahtzee! Ah, went again. <sighs> Have you heard anything about Mr. Loveridge? Who? My husband. Oh, uh, no, I haven't really been focusing on that. Dick, 
I'm paying you to look into this case. Yeah, and that's the problem. The money you paid me. Is it not enough? I can get more. Oh, I'm sure you can get more. I'm sure you can get infinity more. Why are you acting so wacko cuckoo? What's happened? I, Dick Mason, went to Barkeep's Bar, where the barkeep, Barkeep, told me that I, Dick Mason, had paid for drinks. Scotch, using money, counterfeit that you, Mrs. Loveridge, had given me, Dick Mason. Counterfeit? But I got that money from my husband. Oh, I, I didn't know you were married. <laughs> to the man whose body you saw this morning. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you this. He's dead. I saw his body this morning. Uh, I just said that. Oh, did you? I'm sorry, I've, I've been drinking. I've been at Barkeep's Bar with a barkeep. Barkeep told me that I, Dick Mason, I had no drinks. idea. Why would he have counterfeit money? That's my question. Why would he have counterfeit money? I don't know. But why? You have to believe me. I don't know. Oh, you, you actually don't know. No. I assumed you would. And we'd have this wrapped up faster than a sailor on shore leave. What? You know, condoms. What? What? Please, Dick. Just find out who killed my husband. Your husband's dead. What? Wellington Central Police Station. Collier, Sparrowfart's innocent. Oh yeah, you think? I just got off the phone to her now. After you left, she popped out to buy a brick of cheese. And when she got back, her bunting, all of it, was gone. But we were there an hour ago. I know, she thinks you took it. What? Her house is bare, Dick. Like this wall. My beautiful wall. Look at it! It looks terrible! We need that bunting back! Hey, uh, what's this on the ground? A, uh, a plastic circle. It's a poker chip. For oh. playing poker. Left here when our poker playing perp left here. A, a clue? Yeah, a clue. A clue! You guys really aren't that good at police work, are you? No. So, our thief is a gambling man. Nasium? Oh, so I am in this scene. Hold on to this clue. Yeah, will do. There's only one man I know with a taste for gambling, and only one place in town I know that can quench his picky palate. Bar keeps bar. A palate of your finest scotch. And James, the usual? Yes, please. Remind me how you take your tea. Orally. That's right. Yeah. Have you seen my John Thomas? Yeah, he hangs out here all the time. Recently? Well, not today, but he was here Wednesday for poker night. You're letting my little brother gamble illegally on your premises. Well, not just him. There are others, too. Like James. He's a regular. Well, would I eat enough fiber? Better they do it here than out there somewhere dangerous, like on a train track or inside a volcano. I think he's in trouble. I think he's got into the burglary game. Bunting's been going missing from all around town, and we found this clue at the scene of the crime. Show Anasian. Uh oh. Oh, I, I seem to have misplaced it. God damn it, that was our one and only clue. I, I must have dropped it somewhere. Oh, well, plenty more fish and, and chips in the. Uh, oh, I don't have time I, for this. Oh. I'm going to go and solve a murder. Hello, Barkeep's Bar, Barkeep speaking. Barkeep, have you seen Dick? Yeah, I've seen plenty. Oh, uh, you mean, 
Yeah, he just left. I got to stop him before. Before what? Before horrible things happen. Call me if he comes back, okay? Have you tracked down the counterfeiter? Not yet. But I found out something worse. Oh, and of course you can't tell me because you're going to reveal it at a more dramatic moment? Oh, great idea. I was going to tell you right now, but now I'll save it for later. Cool. Bye. Newtown Pawnbrokers. Hello, new customer. Welcome. How can I help you this evening? This is a pawn shop, right? Uh, no, that's a closed down and become a restaurant. Used to be called Peaches and Cream, now it serves Peaches and Cream. No, not porn. Pawn. Oh, yes, this is a pawn shop. I like your knickknacks. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll pop a shirt on. Thanks. Now, do you, do you know what this is? It's a one of our ticket stops. Let's see. Yes, it's definitely one of our ticket stubs. Can I cash it in? Of course, let's just see if I can find it. Y- yeah, can Where you... could it be? Hmm. Yeah, look, any... Aha! Here it is. Oh, good. Uh, what is this? It's a very pretty locket. That will be a four pounds, please. A what? A locket. Women wear them around their necks. Like a tie. Oh, ladies don't wear ties. No, you know, like a lady tie. Do you mean a scarf? Yeah. No, it's it's not a scarf, it's a locket. I recommend you take it to someone who knows about this kind of thing. An antiques dealer or a jeweler. Or scarf maker, yes, I understand. (laughs) Do you remember the guy who brought this in? No, not really. All I can say is he was a human male. (laughs) Mm, Brown hair, that's all I can say. Okay. And he was roughly a six foot one and three quarters, and he was somewhere between a thirty-four and a thirty-six. Thirty-five. Oh, do you know him? Yes. Well, knew him. He he died recently. No, no, he was definitely alive when he came in here. Must be a different chap. Fine. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you for your help, Mrs. Barneo. Well, that's all you're getting out of me about the man who brought this in. But he did live in the apartment above the post office on Taranaki Street. Oh, yeah, yes. Yep. Shoe size nine. You you just keep giving me more and more information. He likes cats. Yeah. Uh, Come along, James. We're leaving now. Okay. He had on a knitted jersey that said, I love cats on it. And he had a mole on his upper thigh in the shape of a turtle. And his silhouette was reminiscent of a late Abraham Lincoln. Not the famous one. The mechanic from Petoni. Buongiorno. It's a me. He was in here, in the store. He has a locket. Lambton Jewelry, Courtney Place. Hey, Dick! My good friend, what brings you to Lambton Jewelry and taxidermy today? I need you to check out this locket. Yeah, yeah, it's a locket. This it's his scarf. And then it I said was, scarf. I was gonna I was, say locket. Yeah, read it, it again. They were gonna right. be like, I need oh. you. All right, let's try again. Read the <laughs> read your right lines. Hey, what brings hey. you to Lambton this. Jewelry and taxidermy today? I need you to check out the scarf. 
Hold up. But wait, wait, wait. Uh, this is a locket, Dick. <laughs> Comedy! Woo! You should have cool. been there, guys. All right, amazing. we're on the show now. Uh, potato, potato. Uh, no, potatoes are vegetables. Potatoes are nothing. One man's scarf is another man's locket is another man's potato. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. Um, well, let's have a look at this. First of all, this locket is quite hefty. Um, the weight of gold could normally get you a few hundred pounds, but not in today's market. Why not? Because today's market closed at four. Oh. And secondly, it's a fake. But the market's a fake? No, the locket. Oh. Oh my. Boom. Uh, well, you can tell it's a fake because the lumps on the face are slightly rotated. We may be able to find out who made this, but forgers always kind of hide some sort of clue on their items. Auckland forger, phony Bennett draws a falcon on the base of his items. Uh, local lady fake straighter, she signs her full name on an internal metal plate. There's this one forger in Australia called Humphrey Bogus, who inscribes the entire lyrics of Walsing Matilda on his. It's a dead giveaway because they're all terrible forgers. And the scarf? Yeah, it's a locket. <laughs> See, if you just open it up here. See, they make it heavier by filling it with really thick golden syrup. Um, this has ML inscribed on the back. That's your guy out the road, Mr. Loveridge. Wait, Loveridge is a forger? Oh, yeah. Mr. Loveridge is one of the finest forgers in Wellington. Well, what do you know? Dirty old dead body Mr. Loveridge was making phony items and then selling them off unbeknownst to Mrs. Loveridge. When people got wind of his calling card, he needed a new scheme. Why sell phony items when you can just make phony money? But then something went bad. Some deal went so bad that it made someone suck the last ounces of life out of his... Dick! ...mortal form. Excellent, Collier. You're right on time for the arrest. I what? What do you mean? The Bunting Thief. They're right here in this very room. Ooh, dun dun dun. Wait, it's not me, is it? No, of course not. Oh, it's someone who's been right under our noses this whole investigation. Isn't that right? James Nasium. You think I took it? The police bunting went missing immediately after you saw it. As did the bunting from Mrs. Barrowfarts. And then you conveniently lost our only clue. Uh, none of this is evidence, Dick. Maybe it is and maybe it ain't. But there is also a massive trail of bunting under your jacket. Is there? Yes, we can see it. Yeah, we can all see it. Bunting is for the Navy and the Navy only! Not to celebrate these unelected sponges! You're going to prison, James. Unless you return the bunting! What, really? Oh yeah, he can claim he was just borrowing it. No, I did steal it. Oh, you're definitely going to prison then. Fair enough. Wait, Collier. If you weren't here for the arrest, why are you here? We... We found another body. Well, it'll have to wait, Collier. I've just worked out a motive in the Loveridge case. It's... it's your brother. Where? Back at the station, under a freshly unfolded PVC sheet. Wait, what? Your brother's dead, Dick. Oh, my God. Seems he tried to pay off his mob debts with funny money. The mob didn't take too kindly to that, so they, not too kindly, removed his still-beating heart. They tore out his heart! Oh, no, they shot him! Sorry, not sure why I said that. I'm sorry. God, it was like a hundred gunshots. 
God, he looks like a sieve! A sieve's too fine. You, you probably mean a colander. Oh, yeah! yeah colander! Yeah, yeah. He looks like a colander. Yeah, but I know a really good uh, taxidermist if you need one. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Dick, we need to find out where he got the counterfeit cash. We already know that. It came from me. Poor Dick! What a tragedy! We'll return in just a moment, but first... A word from our sponsor. Are you feeling tired? Run down. Unloved. Are you a bad mother? An unattractive woman. An unmanly man. Inadequate as a lover. Communist. We're very sorry to hear that. Sponsor, we all want to buy from. Sponsor. And now, back to the action. Wellington has been shot to its core by not one, not three, but two grisly unsolved murders. Police have said they won't release the details of these killings, but went on to say that both were gunshot-to-the-face style executions. They have reassured the nervous public that anyone could be next. In more important news, the bunting thief has been arrested just in time for the Queen's arrival. Exposition AM! Turn it off, Bar. I can't, it's who I am. I'm I'm in the radio. Oh, sorry. My brother just died. Come is in tonight. All right, how much do you want? Just enough so I could sit up. Cheer up, Dick. So your brother was moited and it was all your fault. So what? Hey, it wasn't all my fault. I didn't shoot him. Well, the counterfeit money that you gave him, and me for that matter, was the only thing that led to him being gunned down. Or we could go with 100% Mr. Loveridge's fault. Who? The counterfeiter. Here's a picture, it'll last longer. Nice drawing. Yeah, he's the counterfeiter. Oh yeah, I've seen him. Though he's much less crayony in real life. Used to drink here, sometimes played in the room out the back with a bunch of dudes. Like my brother? Yeah, I liked him. Now who'd he play cards with? I can't remember too much about them. Okay. But they ate a lot of pasta. Oh? And they smelled of garlic. And they gesticulated a lot with their hands. I like mimes. No, I do not like mimes. I do not trust people that act out their imaginations. <laughs> Plus, these guys made a lot of noise. They were always singing about the moon hitting them in the glasses like big pizza pastas or something. What, Italians? Two of them were plumbers and were always going on about rescuing princesses from dragons. Italians! And they were always carrying violin cases, but when they played them, it wasn't really music. It was more like... The mob! Oh, yeah, and they were mobsters. Yeah, you could have just said that at the start. I'm sorry, Dick. I had to go through a process. My brother was killed by the same people he used to gamble with. I've got to find them. They were always talking about their pawn shop downtown. You could check them out there. Barkeep, untie me. Okay, but you owe me for seven days of scotch. You put it on my tab. That tab's getting mighty big, Dick. When are you going to pay it off? Sorry, you're you're, you're breaking up. What? I'm leaving now. (sighs) Willis Street, Central City. Dick! Oh, Dick! Mrs. Loveridge, what are you doing out on the street? I thought you'd be crying at home after your husband's death. I'm sorry to hear about your brother's gruesome murder. Oh, don't be. Hey, stop. Were you, were you followed? I don't think so. Because there is a large, thick-set man staring at us through binoculars. Over there, look. Where? 
No, don't look. It'll make it obvious that we've seen him. Also, we need to whisper because he's only three meters away. I want to see. I'll spin you around. Uh, pretend we're doing ballet or something. Okay. <laughs> ballet! <laughs> ah, did you see him? How could I miss? He must weigh over a ton. Mrs. Leverage, I think it is best we split up. I didn't even know we were dating. He can't follow both of us. I'm going to sneak down that alleyway. I'll see you back at Penny's. Be careful. I can't have him roughen up my dick. It'll be fine. Surprise! Haha, <laughs> who are you? There's, there's no one here. Look, mate, you're massive. I can clearly see you. Oh, what about now? Oh, yeah, no, that, that pub plant is definitely hiding your incredible bulk. Nice. What do you want? Justice. Tell me if you find her, because I'm also looking for her. Let's just say you better shove off or you'll end up like your brother. Well, what do you know about my brother? Here, go to the address written on this piece of paper. Yeah, this just says hell? Yeah, got ya! <laughs> Good hell! Oh, tell me what happened to my brother, tough guy. Oh, oh, what? Oh, this. Elizabeth Street Apartments, Penny's place. Dick, what happened to your hand? I punched a guy. Was he made of knives? You're bleeding everywhere. Yeah, I, Penny, can I get some bandages and a glass of that blood you keep in the fridge? Drinking blood won't work. I'll be positive, this will definitely work. I've done this hundreds of times. Why does Penny have a fridge full of blood? I don't know. I guess it's a mind thing. Like a prop or something. Oh, nothing makes sense anymore. Dick, am I safe? Are you safe? Are we safe? Are us safe? You'll be safe as long as you stay here with Penny. Oh, thank you, Penny. Oh, Dick, don't! Is it like a leader of blood? Jesus. It's a whole person. Mm. Oh, that's good blood. Sponsor brand? I thought so. Okay, you stay here. I'm going to a pawn shop on a stakeout. New town pawnbrokers. One steak to take out, please. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. This is a pawn shop. Oh, right, uh... Hey, is this the kind of store a person with an insanely large and uh, handsome and especially real beard like me could find a real beard comb for said real beard? Is that a beard or real? Yes, of course it is. So real that I want a real beard comb to real beard comb it. Well, I'm afraid we don't have any of those. It's okay, I'll, I'll wait till you get one in. Suit yourself. I don't need any more suits. Well, stand aside. I have other customers. Hey, Maria! Hook off this beautiful hat I made and definitely did not steal! Okie dokie. <laughs> and to this ancient pirate bullion that I found fair and squizzy! Sure! Nice Thank hey. you! Oh, I will be back at closing tonight to check. Oh, I'll only give you a check if we've sold it. Oh, nice upon. Oh. Okay, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, that's my, my line. No, I say no, love you. Oh, sorry. Love you. <laughs> Let's go practice our accents. Yay. That, that, was, that was strange. No, that's my husband. Oh, I had a husband once, but a lady husband. And, until she died. Oh, how did she die? Like this. 
And then she didn't make any more noises because she was dead. It's sad to lose someone so young. Not really. I mean, she was in her 90s. Look, you seem to have a pretty steady stream of clients hocking off their trinkets. No one seems to be buying, though. Just not our day, I guess. Hmm. Here's my card. You get a beard comb, you call me, Capiche? Okay, Mr. Capiche. Green Parrot Cafe. Thanks for meeting me, Dick. Make it quick, Collier. I'm in the middle of a sleuth. Oh, Dick, you're not trying to track down your brother's killer, are you? Not trying. I'm succeeding. Well, stop seeding. I can't have you investigating your brother's case. I have to... No, but... You need to say but. Say... You they wouldn't have even made the reel. Come on. Say but. But... No buts, Dick. You're too close. But there's... No buts! We've got detectives down at the station who don't give a monkey's nephew about it. They can find out who did it without going all like, You killed my brother! But what am I supposed to do, huh? <laughs> Sit back in a reclining chair on a sandy beach with a chocolate mojito while two imbeciles fluff up my case? Huh? I'm not gonna do it, Collier. <laughs> you have to. And to give you something to do in the meantime, I have a case for you. It's this case. This is the briefcase. It's sponsor brand. I thought you needed a new one. Also, we've received three cryptic clues from a criminal about their upcoming crimes. They're confusing and complicated, but we solved them in time to realize he had only committed one of them. Just one? Yes. Seems he's sending us two red herrings to divert our attention from the actual crime. Well, what did he do? I don't want to go into it, it's too gruesome. What did he do? He super glued a bunch of coins to the street outside every Wellington High School. My god. Those kids would have looked like fools trying to pick them up. It gets worse. The kids were so determined to get them that they missed a whole day of class. And of all the days, it was the day they were supposed to learn all the maths. A whole generation doesn't know numbers. Taking down the entire financial system from its base. Precisely. Anyway, he's left us another three clues. One, he's going to rob the present day bank. Two, he's going to install some sort of anti-government art piece in the middle of Cuba Mall. And three, and most gruesomely, he's going to poison all of Wellington's Boysenberry ice cream supply. Boysenberry. <gasps> Dick, what's wrong? I've just figured it out. Rosebud was a sled the whole time. <laughs> no. Dick, the clues. Oh yeah, no, I figured that out too. Look, with the Queen's arrival just days away, Cuba Street is too heavily guarded. No one could install a giant heart piece there without being seen. And Boysenberry ice cream is made in hundreds of different locations. There's no way he could poison the entire supply. So that just leaves the present day bank. Dick, well done. Something tells me this case is going to be wrapped up quicker than a sailor on shore leave. Right? Yes. Let's go. Present day bank, corner of Willis and Lampton. Mayor Herring, thank you for meeting us. Please call me Red. <laughs> We've made good progress, Red. Good news! Yes, it is! No, I have good news. My sister's having a baby. <laughs> I'm going to be an aunt. Oh, congratulations! 
So with our Whittler gonna strike next. In this very building, Red. <laughs> Please call me Mayor Hearing. I'm afraid that's impossible, boys. The present day bank <laughs> You snorted. So funny snort. Um the present day bank has been fitted with all the latest security measures. This bank is unwobbable. That's what they s- That's what they said about the Titanic. I think that was unthinkable. Potato potato. Red, we'd like to stay here overnight. Catch our thief in the night, like a thief oh, in, the, in the night. Collier, we'll bunk down behind the counters. If the thief enters, they won't be able to see us there. Because it's night time and it's dark. Oh no, Dick, I can't stay. I have to babysit my brother's kids. What? But we're about to break this case. Well, I promised my brother. And I promised my brother that he wouldn't get killed, and then he did get killed. So that's why I'm keeping my promise, so my brother doesn't get killed. Touché. Yeah. I'll stay here alone. Unlikely. What if you're the culprit? And this is all a ruse to break into the present day bank. I will stay with you. <laughs> but what if you're the culprit and this is all a ruse to break into the present day bank? I will stay with you. All right. You two need to stay awake all night. Find a way to pass the time. Bye. And then there were two. Mere hearing. Have you ever played I Have Never? Right. This is going to be a long night. Have you ever seen a dead body? Yes. <laughs> Dick, wake up! Uh, you told me a herring! Oh, the bicycles is ten, the bicycles! What, what happened? Well, you finished the case, and that we've been foiled! Foiled? It was the wrong clue, Dick! They've done it! They've installed a contraption on Cuba Street! Sweet baby Jesus! No! Sour baby Jesus! It's buckets pouring water into other buckets and it's spilling everywhere and it's a waste! But what's worse, Dick, is that we've got three new clues! And each clue would lead to the death of thousands, if not hundreds, of Wellingtonians! This case just keeps getting bigger and weirder and bigger. Our mystery man has left us three more targets. Firstly, they may have placed a bomb on the underside of the cable car up to Kelvin. Secondly, they may have they may poison the town water supply with poison. And last, but not first or second, they plan to move the shoreline back to where it was in 1840. That's right, he's going to unreclaim the waterfront. It will literally become the CBD. It's all so dastardly. Penny, I didn't see you there. I certainly didn't hear you. Any calls? Why do I even ask you that? It's like talking to a brick wall with a face. A face that doesn't talk. Look, while you're here, Penny, I want you to do some digging on this tough guy that keeps following me around. He's a big guy with toughness oozing from every pore. And there are hundreds of pores. Use this picture of him. Why are you pointing at the door? Has someone broken into my office? Hello? 
Hello there. Who are you? They call me Sheila Parsons, because that's my name. What What do you want, Sheila Parsons, because that's my name? I hear that you're the best private detective in all of Wellington. That is definitely accurate and not a, not a, not, not a rumour I may have started. I want something that was stolen from me returned to me. It's a package. A brown paper package tied up with string. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Those are a few of my favourite things, but no. What's in the box, Mrs. Parsons? It doesn't matter. Look, lady, I need more than I'm looking for a package. It doesn't matter what's in it. What matters is that I get it back. What does your package look like, Mrs. Parsons? The size of a shoebox, but square. That's all I can say. That's better than Penny. She can't say anything. I wondered about her when I came in. Is she mad at me? She's a mime, so yes. Well, Sheila Parsons, I am going to find this package. I may find one of the under other hundred thousand brown paper packages in this godforsaken town first, but I will track it down. Oh, one last thing that may be helpful. I saw the man who took it. Oh, well, this case it became 135% easier. What did he look like? A big heavy set guy. Was he armed? Yes, and legged. He looked like the man in that drawing you have in your hand. This guy? Yes, that's definitely him. Well, he's a little less crayony in real life. I have history with him. Mrs. Parsons, what are you doing? You've been working with the man who stole my package. My package could be in this very room. Well, it's not. I'm not working with him. I'm working against him. Why? He may have killed my brother, and I've... Aha! Oh, give me back my gun! Mrs. Parsons, there are two things I don't allow in my office. Weapons, interpretive dance, and guns. I'm sorry. I needed to make sure you were on my side. I want to hire you. Got a funny way of showing it. Can I have my gun back? Oh, yes, of course. God damn it, stop pointing that gun at me. Sorry, force of habit. Find that package for me, Mr. Mason. Please, call me Dick. No, thank you. <laughs> Custom house key. Hey, watch where you're going! You walked into me, pal. Hey, you again. Yeah, me again. I told you to leave me alone. No, I told you to leave me alone. Then you punched me in the tummy and it was real sore. I'm not the one following you. You need to keep leaving me alone. Otherwise you'll end up like your brother. Stop saying that. Your brother. Stop saying that. Your brother. Stop saying that or I'll give you another punch in the tummy. Hey, what's that over there? Where? What, what am I looking at? I don't see any. Hey. Hey, you disappeared. Where did you go? Tough guy? What was over there? What, what did you see? I, I, I still don't see it. Wait. Where are you? Come back and tell me what you saw over there. Oh. Oh, I see. Well played, tough guy. Well played. For that, I'm not just going to find you. I'm going to kill you. Barkeep's Bar, downtown. Five tequilas, Bar. Sure thing, Dick. But are you really going to kill that guy? Uh, not really. It's just a transition. Okay. You want a glass or straight from the bottle? The bottle? You still upset about your brother? Yeah. And not being able to solve his murder? Yeah. And your butt-ugly face that even a puppy can't love? Oh, well, I wasn't, but... But now I am. Uh, and I've got this case that I just can't crack. Crack? You want some crack to cheer you up? 
No, thanks. The uh, sweet high of crack would just be a small peak in my otherwise trough-filled life. Mr. Mason. Hello, Mrs. Parsons. Thank you for meeting me here. Oh, you reek of booze. Reminds me of my uncle. He's a brewery. I've called you here because I have a plan. A plan to trap tough guy. Should I be listening to this? I feel like I shouldn't be listening to this. You can listen, Bar. I, I trust you. Okay. Who's tough guy? The man who killed my brother. Oh. And the man who stole my box. Ooh, ouch. We need to trap him. Is his name actually tough guy, or are you just too lazy to find out his real name? I've got Penny finding that out for me. Uh, I told her to call me here at uh, 4.15, which is uh, right now. Penny? Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Bye. Well, that was a waste of time. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All we need to do is trap him somewhere. And we need to be careful because he's in the mob. How do you know that? Because we were lovers. What? what? Why, why didn't you tell me this? Because I was scared and ashamed and I didn't think it mattered. But now I think it matters. Oh, it matters all right. The mob killed my brother. He's the leader I've been looking for. He was just a bit of fun, nothing more. But he used me to get my box. And now we need to get it back. Okay, that is huge news. But we can use this. Sheila, you call him up for a bit of something-something. Get him to meet you down at the port. But when he gets there, I'll be there. Are you gonna bang him? You bet I am. Nice. No, like bang with a gun. Aww. It's a genius plan. Couldn't possibly go wrong. Mayor's office, town hall. Mayor Herring, can we make this meeting a fast one? I need to get down to the port in 15 minutes. Oh, I can make this very quick, Dick. You're off the case. What? But I've just about solved it. Solved it? Just about? I needed this solved a month ago. You only told me about it last week. Oh, well, I've called the police in, and they're stationing officers at three targeted sites. But there are going to be bombs, Mayor Herring. If they go off, your stretched police force will be stretched even stretchier. It's been done, Dick. You're off the case. Then I pull rank. What rank? You don't even have a rank. Then I pull... I don't know what I pull, but I know that people could die. I just need more time. Well, you need to go buy a watch because you'll get none of it from me. Now get out. I've got a meeting with the Wellington Welsh Corgi Walkers Club, and you know how influential they are. Plus, someone keeps stealing my bicycle so it's really hurting my buttocks. <laughs> now get out of my office, stick mating. Wellington Dock. Shoo. Shoo, seagulls. Get out of here. You're give me away. Sheila! Is that you? Oh, Sheila, just give me one more chance. I know I can be a better man and a more considerate lover. Aha! Uh-huh. Ah, uh-huh. What the? Uh-huh. I've got you now, tough guy. A butterfly knit? My one weakness! <laughs> Sheila's not coming. Oh, story of my life. <laughs> I'm leaving. You think you can kill anyone you like, don't you? Just the people I'm told to kill. And who told you to kill my brother? Oh, using counterfeit money to pay his mob debts. He had it coming. They'll never get the money back from a dead man. Let me out of this tiny net so I can complete the set. 
and kill the other Loveridge brother. The other Loveridge? Wait, you killed Mr. Loveridge? Well, yeah, he was using counterfeit money to pay off his mob debts. We talked about this. What about my brother, John Thomas Mason? John Thomas? Never heard of the guy. But you're Dick Loveridge, aren't you? Brother of Mr. Loveridge? No, I'm Dick Mason. Oh, what a hilarious mix-up. Oh, that is right. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, wait! Dick Mason, the private investigator? The very same. I thought we'd kept you off the case by leaving those bogus clues around town. That was you. I worked so hard on them. <laughs> Sucks to be you. So, so you're not going to blow up the cable car? No. Nope. And you're not going to poison the water supply? No way, I love water. And you're not going to unreclaim the very land that we're standing on? How would I even start to do that? Like, there's nowhere near enough explosives in New Zealand, let alone Wellington, to do that. But why would you go to such outrageous lengths to stop me being involved? Oh, not just you. The police. You. All the detectives in Wellington. We needed to keep them away from town so that our much more sinister crime could be committed. Which is? Oh, in a few days, you'll read about it in every newspaper in the world. What the hell? Who fired that gun? I did. Mrs. Loveridge, what are you doing here? I went to your office, and Penny said you were here. While well, she drew a picture of a boat, and we eventually got there. And I arrived just in time to hear that horrible man admit to killing my husband. And I snapped. I retrieved my handgun, and I killed him. I killed him dead. You killed my only lead. You killed the man who was out in for the mob. We were so close. I just... I just couldn't help myself. Go home, Mrs. Loveridge. 35 minutes later, outside Town Hall. And so, mere hearing, Collier, the third round of clues was just a ruse. A distraction so that a bigger crime could be committed. And that crime is? That I don't know. Well, at least the Queen won't be blown up when she arrives tomorrow, because she really hates She it. hates it! You when you called us down to the port, I thought you were pulling our leg, but you've actually solved the kind of crime here tonight. Well done, Dick Mason. Indeed. Thank you, Dick. Now, hey, take some time off. Have a rest. Try not to think about your gross, mutilated, dead brother. Mrs. Loveridge, I told you to go home. I wanted to say thank you. No need. It's my job to solve crimes. And that's all we've done here today. Though we're still no closer to finding out who killed my brother. I know something we could do to keep your mind off your brother. Is it Jenga? I like to call it the Jenga. (laughs) Elizabeth Street Apartments, Penny's Place. Oh, what a great night. Oh, Mrs. Loveridge, you were... Oh, Mrs. Loveridge? Where are you? I thought we could cook some breakfast, maybe go another round of the old Jenga. Hey, uh, maybe, maybe later, uh... Sheila, what are you doing here? What's that wad of cash in your hand? I... I'm sorry, Dick. I'm not. Ow! (laughs) 
You didn't need to knock him out. Apparently I did. (laughs) Oh, yes, I did. Sounds like our dick's in a jam. What a sticky situation. How will he remove himself? Find out soon. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hmm. For a healthy shine from tooth to cooch. Every girl needs a sponsor. And and now, sponsor for men. <laughs> After a hard day of business and golf, there is nothing I love more than a cool glass of sponsor. Because nothing says pants off like sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> and now back to the thrilling conclusion of Death Never Blinks. Oriental Bay. Oh, oh, my head. Oh, my head is swaying back and forth. I, I feel like I'm on a boat. Because you are on a boat, Dick. Mrs. Loveridge, you're tied up. Wait a minute. I'm tied up. We're tied up to, e- to each other. Wait, is this a sex thing? I wish, but no. Hey, wait a minute. You knocked me out. Dick, listen to me. I had to knock you out thoroughly. <laughs> Sheila Parsons was going to kill you. (sighs) Sheila Parsons couldn't kill a monkey with a hammer. Wait a minute. Stop saying that. How do you know Sheila Parsons? How do you know Sheila Parsons? She's a client. And I asked you first. I asked you first. No, you didn't. She's... She's someone I know, Dick. Can we leave it at that? Of course. It's probably none of my business, and it's really a coincidence anyway. Thank you. Wait, all right, I'll tell you everything. She's blackmailing me. She knows a lot of things about a lot of people. You name a person, Sheila Parsons has got something on them. Me? Both of us. You two? No, just me. Well, I'm well, I'm satisfied. No further questions. But why is Sheila Parsons blackmailing you? You said no further questions. Sheila doesn't seem like the sort of person to blackmail someone. Of course she does, Dick. She's the bored housewife of a rich colonel. Blackmailing is the only thing she's got to do with her time. So what's she got over you? I don't want to say. Okay, charades it then. That won't work. We're tied up. Look, I know we haven't earned this, Dick, but I need you to trust me. And I cannot trust you without you telling me what she's got over you. All right, fine. I introduced them, Sheila and my husband. He started cooking their books. Or at least I suspected. Oh, Dick, I didn't know and I didn't want to know. But then something changed. When Mr. Loveridge died, she threatened to expose him and blame it all on me. And I can't go to prison, Dick. Have you seen the food they serve? Oh, hear me, I can and I won't. You could have just told me. It doesn't matter anyway. We're here. I've got to get out before they come back and finish us off. Where are we anyway? We're on a boat. I said that at the start. But for how long? If they cut the ropes to the dock, we'll float out into the cook's train and we might end up in Blenheim. Cool it, Toots. I have a plan. See, I'm going to kick the edge of this storeroom table, knocking the ornate vase onto the ground. That vase will roll towards that switch on the wall, activating the desk fan. The fan will blow that glass of water off the table and onto that pile of electrical cables creating sparks. The sparks will set fire to the curtains, the curtain rod will fall, turning on that portable circular saw, which will travel along the floor towards us. And, if 
twist it on the perfect angle, the blade will cut through our ropes, freeing us. Got it? No, I wasn't listening. It's the last night, so I'm just doing lots of different things. Did you read the script? Oh, Dick, it sounds so dangerous and unnecessarily complicated. In three, two, one. Ow, my foot! Ow, the vase smashed on my sore foot. Well, that went well. No, I don't think it did. It went the opposite to well. Well, what are we going to do now? Well, uh, I have another plan. Here, reach into my pocket, get my knife, and I'll cut through the ropes. Right, so you had a knife that whole time. Technically, yes, but... Oh, come on, that would have been awesome. All right, I've got it. Now, cut through the rope. When was the last time you oiled this knife? Ah, the sweet, sweet smell of freedom. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Come on, Dick, we need to get out of here. Hey, look inside this vase. It's, it's a map. It's Wellington. And some of the buildings have been circled. We need to take this to the police. No, Dick! You can't go to the police with this. They're either corrupt or inept or both or all of the above. Corrupted, I think it's called. The only way we'll see any justice if it's you see this through, Dick, alone. Please. Okay, I promise. Mason Investigations. Collier, it's Dick. Things are going down. We found a map of the city and thought you should see it. Thank you, Dick, but I already know my way around the city. I live here. Have all my life. Oh, except for a month and a half when I lived in Finland. Collier, with all due respect, you need to shut the hell up. What happened, Dick? You sound awful! Uh, I was sucker punched and knocked out cold. By who? It doesn't matter. Look, when I came to, I was tied up on a boat. Where? On a boat. Where was the boat? That doesn't matter. Look, we had to escape. Who's we? That doesn't matter either. The map we found had places circled on it. I think they're targets for when the Queen arrives. Uh, you should probably come down to the station then and bring that map. You can file a report. We can share a nice steaming cup of sponsor brand coffee. And also, while you're doing that, you can pick up your brother's things. What things? A wallet, his clothes, what's left of his face. Oh, uh, okay. I'll be there as soon as I can. Bar keeps bar. A can of beer. Dick, that's not your usual. And a case of scotch? Oh. That's more like it. I've had enough of these cases. What, the scotch? Who are you and what have you done with my dick? No, these blimmin' moiters and black males. Do you mean black male? It's a bloody three-ring circus. I want to go back to cheating spouses. I want the good cases back, the, the ones I hate. Those are the ones I like. <coughs> Mr. Mason, I, I hoped I'd find you here Sheila Parsons, you got a whole lot of nerve coming in here. I know you were going to kill me yesterday. What? Never. I would never do such a thing. Oh, you did do such a thing. Ah, oh, let me go. You're hurting me. And you hurt me when you tied me up on that boat. What boat? Oh, don't play the fool with me, Sheila. I honest to dog don't know what you're talking about. Well, you better know fast or things won't end up pretty for you. Oh, let's be honest, Dick. No matter what happens, I'll always end up being pretty. Fair enough. Oh, fine. I'll tell you everything. Oh, oh okay, cool. Uh, start with the money, then buy me a drink, then tell me about it. You had a fistful of pounds. I was being used by tough guy. We had a relationship. A secret sexy, se 
secret, sexy, secret relationship. He was using me to launder his counterfeit money, and I was using him for a bit of fun. You see, I have contacts. I noticed you didn't wear glasses. And I know people. I had met Mrs. Loveridge through my society friends, and she let slip one night that her husband knew how to hide money. So we did. We juggled the books, and he was a fine juggler until he was killed. You can't juggle when you're dead, Dick. Corpses can't juggle. That's why you don't see zombie circuses. That's the reason. When Mr. Loveridge was killed, I went to put an end to it. All of it. No more counterfeiting. No more run-ins with Loveridges. No more secret sexy secret relationship with Tough Guy. But that night, Tough Guy let slip. They were planning something. Something huge. You mean... No. Oh. What they were planning had to do with his package. Uh, yeah, you mean... No, the package. He didn't say what was in it, but he did say that it was worth a lot of money as long as everything went to plan. I thought if I could get that package, then I could jump on a plane, fly to the States, and have a go at making a new life in Hollywood as a boom operator. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And that still doesn't explain how you got all that cash. I blackmailed Mrs. Loveridge. I threatened to expose her and the whole dirty scam to the police. And the package? What's in it? I have no idea. That's too bad. It might have helped your defense in court. You're not going to turn me in, are you? What if I did? You've got no proof. I don't see any cops around here. Because I'm excellent at disguises! Collier! I don't know who you are. Wait, you were barkeep this whole time? Just in this scene! Huh. That explains Bar's new moustache. And you never suspected a thing, Sheila Passens! Oh, and you're totes under arrest! For blackmail and laundering and probably a whole laundry list of offences! Uh, is it a money laundry list of offences? No. no. Oh, I think it's a money laundry list of offences. You're going away for a long time, Sheila! To Hollywood? No, to prison! Damn it! Well, I call that a job well done. And a job well done calls for a drink well done. Nine scotches, please, barkeep. Oh, wait, uh, Collier was, was barkeep. Oh, am I? Bar? I was hiding under the bar the whole time and you never suspected a thing. Oh, well done, Bar. Yes, excellent job. Here, Miss Keep, you can have this. Ooh, it's a wallet. Yeah, it used to belong to Dick's brother. Hey, I was coming over to pick that up. Dick, we both know that's just code for, I'm going to go and drink myself into a drug. I'm keeping the wallet, Dick. You can have all the rubbish inside it. Oh, well, hey, hey, look at that. John Thomas still carries a photo of me of me in his wallet. Oh. Nothing else here except a book of expired hug vouchers. Weird. Everyone knows a hug never expires. And a ticket stub for that pawn shop. Wait, the pawn shop? The pawn shop? That reminds me, I have to go to Penny's. Elizabeth Street Apartments. Dick, what's the matter? You look tense. Oh, I'm all kinds of tense. Past tense for having taken this case that ended up with my brother's death and all kinds of trouble for me. Present tense for finding out that my two men cases were actually the same case all along. And future tense for knowing you're going to prison for your part in this big, crazy three-ring circus. And the worst thing is... I can't decide between joining your scheme or forgetting this whole thing and running away with you somewhere all fancy and exotic, like Levin. Come away with me, Dick. Somewhere nice. So definitely not Levin. What's in it for me? We can start a new life. 
I wish I could start a new life. But to do that, you need to die. Otherwise, you're still living the same one. What I've learned from this crazy mess is that death is always one step away. Death is always watching. You can't stare down death and live to tell. Death never blinks. You were forbidden from saying that. That's a great speech, Dick, but what's your point? My point is that death is just around the corner for everyone. And I want to keep her around the corner for the both of us. So you need to tell me everything you know. Everything about money laundering. Everything. I never thought Mr. Loveridge was having an affair. Then why did you hire me? I needed you to find the package. So I was a patsy. But then Mr. Loveridge died and I had to get revenge on his killer. By stealing the package? No, by killing tough guys. That's murder. I know. For someone who doesn't know much, you sure seem to know a lot, Mrs. I Loveridge. I know. What's in the package? That I don't know. Then why are you after it? My husband told me it was worth a lot of money. If we find it, Dick, we can go 50-50. 60-60. Dear. Now I've been locked up in this kooky mom apartment for days now, and I need some air. Some real air, not this silly mime air. Meet me here tomorrow, and our search can begin. Yeah, I've been working on this for a while now. Okay, well, carry on then. Uh, oh, Penny, is that you? No, of course it can't be you. You're a mime. Mimes don't thump. I, I heard it coming from Penny's bedroom, though. Penny, what are you doing here? Why are you tied up? And why is there tape over your mouth? What's the point of that? Let me get that off. And let me untie you. Velcro, huh? Efficient. <laughs> Who Velcroed you up? Ms. Mrs. Loveridge? Uh, w- what are you miming? A four-legged creature that eats, that eats grass. Is it, is it a sheep? It's a sheep. Yes, all right. And another four-legged creature. Another sheep? No, uh, a dog. No, a horse? Yes, a sheep horse. It's a sheep horse. Oh, a sheep horse howling to the moon. God damn it, Penny, just write it down. Not mime writing. Writing, writing. Barneo? Oh, I get it. Sheep, horse, and wolf sounds like. Wait a minute, Barneo? Mrs. Loveridge is the Barneo. The Barneos are in the mob. That means. That means. That means that Mrs. Loveridge is in the mob! Everybody, stop what you're doing. You, pawn shop owner, where's Mrs. Loveridge? Don't you know my name? It's a Maria. Okay, Maria, where's Mrs. Loveridge? I'm right behind you. I didn't expect to see you here, Dick. And I didn't expect to see you until I found Penny, and then I totally expected to see you. You want me to get rid of him, Godmother? No, he's no trouble. Godmother? You're the head of the mob? God damn it, Maria! Oh, you shot me! Well, now you know my secret. Thanks you lied to me. Yeah, and I also killed a bunch of people. Oh, it really hurts. And as the head of the mob, did you order the killing of my brother? Or did you have the guts to pull the trigger yourself? 
I did it myself. He hurt me. Oh, you know what hurts being shot? Shut up. And when you hurt me, I hurt you to death. I don't care that you're Italian. And I don't care that you're in the mob. I don't even care that you shoot your own people with seemingly reckless abandon. I don't care for being shot. But I do care that you made my brother dead. He was a lousy drunk and a lousier brother. But a man can't just stand by when his brother becomes a giant pencil. What? Filled with lead. Oh. Mrs. Loveridge, you're under arrest. With what authority? You're just a little dick dick in this big steamy vagina of a city. Oh, am I? Damn it, Collier. Stop doing that. I dropped in to try and pawn off some of this terrible bunting, and it seems I'm exactly where I need to be. Very convenient. Mrs. Leverage, you're under arrest. You're forgetting, gentlemen. I'm the one with the gun here. I make the rules. Aren't you forgetting something? No, I, I don't think so. Well, uh... What's that behind you? What? What am I looking at? I don't see anything. Where? Ow! Oh, god damn it! That's a little trick I picked up from Mr. Tough Guy. Game's over, you femme fatale. Time for you to go down to the station. Oh, damn you, dick. Damn you and your private ways and your successful private investigating. Flattery will get you nowhere, Mrs. Leverage. I'm still mad about my brother. Wellington Central Police Station. Okay, Mrs. Loveridge, get in your cell. Okay, okay. Nice. And you too, Sheila Parsons. Okay. Nice. And you too, Barkeep. Okay. Wait, what did I do? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll get you back up when I find the keys. Where did you last have them? About 14 years ago. I'll wait. In the meantime, let me explain why you're all here. Mrs. Loveridge, you came to me to find your dead husband, who wasn't dead at the time, but is now very dead. But you didn't care about him, you just wanted to find the package. But what was in the package? I didn't know, Sheila Parsons didn't know, and you didn't know, but then you did know. It was something expensive, something that was worth putting your whole life on the line for. Worth dying for. As Mr. Loveridge, my brother John Thomas, and Tough Guy can all account for it. Wait, what was uh, Tough Guy's real name? His name was Spumanti Chunkalo. <laughs> oh, uh, of course. It was weird. Uh, that's weird, but... That's my cousin's name. Why, why did all this happen now? Why mere days before the Queen arrived in our fair shores? Surely it couldn't be related to her visit. Or could it? <gasps> could it? <gasps> Could it? Are you actually asking? No, that was oh. a rhetorical okay. question and a dramatic pause. Nice, nice. Of course it could. I found out what was in the package. <gasps> How? I was at an end. I didn't know where to go until I found a ticket stub in my brother's wallet. Uh, your dead brother's wallet? Yeah, we get it. My brother's dead. Quit banging on about it. Jeez. We found a ticket stub for a certain pawn shop. No! Yes, 
Mrs. Loveridge, head of the mob, the very package that your people had lost and you had been searching for was within your very own money laundering business. It can't be! Oh, it can be, and it was be. So, in that last scene at the pawn shop, I claimed my brother's pawn ticket. And you'd never believe it, but it's the size of a shoebox, but square. And in it... Ta-da! My God! It's the Queen's Crown! Yes, the crown. <laughs> but is it the crown? Is it the crown? <gasps> yes? No. Oh! That was a rhetorical question and a dramatic pause. Nice! If you look here, there is an ML inscribed on the back. What does that mean? It means this is a forgery. A forgery? Precisely. You were going to swap the fake crown out for the Queen's real crown and skip the country. You'd have time until they realized it was a fake. But what you didn't count on was that Mr. Loveridge pawning it for the safekeeping under the careful watch of the mob. And then getting drunk and losing the ticket stub at a poker game to Mr. John Thomas Mason. And that explains everything. Except for why my brother had to die. Dick, I love you. But your brother had it coming. He was a no-good louse with gambling debts and IBS. Yes, but he was a, my no-good louse with gambling debts and IBS. You're a fine woman, Mrs. Loveridge. Apart from the murdering. And the mobbing. And maybe I loved you. Just for a moment. Maybe I didn't like my brother very much. But he was family. And when your family's in trouble, real trouble, you go to the end of the earth to fix it. And when you fail at that and your brother gets killed, well, a man's supposed to do something about it. Which is find out who did it, and then put everything right. And love? There's no time for love while you're doing all that carry on. That's all very touching, Dick. <laughs> but what do we do now? You'll stay here, in prison, if you can handle it. Bar, a handle of scotch, please. Oh, I'm still in this cell. Oh, uh, Collier, find the key and unlock bar. Okay. Then, let's go down to Barkeep's bar. There's a case of scotch with my name on it. I knew it was you who was writing property of Dick Mason on all my scotch. It <laughs> sure is, bar. Whiskey is one case I never want to close. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the thrilling conclusion to Death Never Blinks. Please, a round of applause for Tony Black on lights. For the wonderful Oliver Devlin on sound and music. And your voice actors this evening, Stephen Youngblood, Jim Stanton, Sam Smith, and I'm Jennifer O'Sullivan. Thank you so much for coming. Enjoy the rest of the Fringe. Good night. Thank you.